Hi, this is Hillary Crowley, and welcome to the Good Energy Healing Show. It is great to be here today. I am walking us all into the land of serenity. I have a really funny story to tell. Um, funny as in this is the way my life is. Um, I am just um, flooded with synchronicities and coincidences and head-tilting moments that sometimes on rare occasions I can actually share. Um, and this is one of those rare occasions. Uh, so it was one of those days where I had two clients back to back that would put uh, anything I do back to back puts a two hour buffer between the start of one client and the start of the other, sometimes two and a half hours. Um, that's the way I work. So uh, it was a uh, mid morning uh, first client and early afternoon second client. And uh, both of them were existing clients. So I wasn't meeting either of them uh, for the first time. So that's always nice when people come back and we can pick up right where we left off. So this first client came in and she absolutely picked up where she left off. And she wanted to um, start by telling me a story that really um, had occurred to her. I think it had, she'd been reminded about it based on a dream. And then she said, let me tell you the story about the farmer and the horse. And I was like, hmm, I don't know the story about the farmer and the horse and the horse. And, and, um, so she said, yeah, let me tell you the story. So she went on to tell me the story about a farmer who worked the land and who was well-respected in his community. Um, and you know, he just was a content human being. And one of the things that brought him respect is that he, um, you know, really helped if the crops were heavy, he was grateful and he would harvest that and share. And if the crops were, um, sparse, he always had a good storage and he shared well, um, with the community. So the community paid attention to this farmer and he was a little bit of a focus in town. So, uh, one day it was with great distress that the, um, people noticed, his neighbors noticed that his horse had run off. And so they all went over to the farm farmer and said to him, oh my dear, 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 this is terrible news. This is the end of everything. If you don't have a horse, what will you possibly do? This is terrible news. And according to my client's story, the farmer said, maybe, maybe not. And um, simple as that. And I started to recognize the story I know it slightly differently, like any stories that are told over and over again in the oral traditions. Um, but I was like, oh, wait a minute. I think I know this story. But she proceeded to tell it and she told it a little differently than I remembered it. And she said, the next day the horse came back, but brought a friend, a wild horse. And suddenly, um, with no cost or, or, uh, or fee, um, this farmer was able to have two horses on his land. And this was terrific news. And so the neighbors noticed this and they came over. They said, well, 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 you're so wealthy now. You don't just have one horse. You have two horses. Isn't this wonderful? What terrific news this is. And again, um, according to the story, it's uh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. So the next day it was time to uh, tame the wild horse and the farmer has a son who works with him very, very important part of the farm was this boy who helped him out. And the boy got on the back of the wild horse and was thrown off and broke his legs. 
the neighbors came over and said, oh, this is a disaster. Your boy has broken legs. The terrible that the horse ever brought back another horse. You are the poorest man now. Everything is going wrong. What a terrible story that's happening to you. And the farmer said, we'll see. And the soon afterwards, there was a conflict in the area and the army came by to draft uh, the boys of the town to send them over across the mountain to fight a battle, very dangerous battle. And everybody was up in arms and very sad. And they came over to the farmer and they said, look at you. You're so, so lucky. Your boy doesn't have to be drafted because he has broken legs. Oh, this is wonderful. And the farmer said, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. And that's actually where the story ends. Um, I think it sort of creates a pattern that leaves it with us as the listener uh, um, to kind of decide, you know, what will the next story be and what will the next story be? And is it maybe, maybe not? We'll see. All right. So that's the first part of what happened to me. That was not the head tilting part. The head tilting part was when I proceeded to have a beautiful session. We did a mo- body clearing, energy balancing. Um, I write up my notes at the end when I work with my clients. And then I proceeded to go downstairs. And um, after setting up my room for the next client, I went downstairs, picked up, you, you can see I have a routine here. So I went down and I brought my next client in and complete refresh. Um, now I'm ready, undivided attention, really looking forward to talking to this next client. The client walks in and um, we start talking about something that has to do with having a good day, just a general banter about a good day, a content day, a happy day, what makes what makes things content or good. And he said, do you ever hear about the story of the land of serene, the land of serenity? I was like, nope, I don't know the story of the land of serenity. He's like, let me tell you the story. And I said, all right, no, I've never heard about the story of the land of serenity, but um, okay, let me know. Here, I'm, I'm here. This is your time. And he said, the story of the land of serenity, it takes place in the land of serenity where there's a farmer and the farmer is a father. He has a son and he has one horse. Now, at this point, my mind is swirling almost as if there's like, I'm disoriented. And I do think there's a little part of my brain that would say it's time to wake up from the dream because it's just getting just strange enough that it feels like not quite reality and maybe I'm still dreaming and it's not really 1.30 in the afternoon. So, um, but lo and behold, I wasn't dreaming. I was going into sort of a strange realm of synchronicity. Um, and I kept listening and I was confirmed because he said he, he went on to tell the story of the farmer whose, um, you know, son, had his legs, leg broken, one leg in this case, leg broken because, um, he fell off the wild horse that came back. And in his case, every time, uh, something good or bad happened on the farm to the farmer and the townspeople came in and had commentary about it, he was like, it could be, could be not, doesn't matter. Could be, could be not, doesn't matter. So it was a slightly different telling of the story. 
And so I was familiar with the story. I didn't know it was attached to the word serenity. I thought that was pretty cool. And I looked it up later and it has to do with the the Taoism philosophy. And um, the first time I ever heard this story was actually on a radio show listening to Denise Lynn. She's got her own radio show over at Hay House Radio. She's wonderful. And um, she's been broadcasting for at least 20 years, I think. I mean, I've really, really enjoyed listening to her work. And she told the story from her um, point of view, and I really like her version, maybe because it was the first one. But instead of the farmer saying, we'll see, or maybe, maybe not, the farmer when approached to say, oh, this is the best thing that ever happened to you or the worst thing that ever happened to you. Um, the, the, the language as Denise Lynn taught it was, um, Hey, it's not good. It's not bad. It just is. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. So for years, I've always had that, um, farmer's answer to be, it's not good. It's not bad. It just is. And, I never connected it though to the idea of serenity. Now, what do I know about serenity? I know about the serenity prayer. I know I've talked about that um, in other episodes. Um, um, God grant me the serenity, right? To accept the things I cannot change. So to accept the things I cannot change is that line with serenity. And then um, the courage, to change the things I can and then the wisdom to know the difference. And I know I've emphasized, like, I think the most important line back when I was thinking about this before is the wisdom to know the difference. But with this story, the farmer represents the wisdom. The farmer says, I don't need to know the difference. I have serenity. And when um, the time is right, more information will appear and it just is. And through this, rather than controlling the external environment, um, the farmer is teaching us serenity is to control the internal environment of how we respond to things. Um, what does it mean that I had the coincidence of two clients telling me the same story at the same time? Is it possible that that was spirit moving through my room to teach me about serenity? Very possible, very possible. I think that energy work is circular. Um, it's like the infinity sign. Um, it can kind of dip and dive and go far out and come back. Um, it orbits. If we look at the path of the moon or the path of any orbit, there's elements of, you know, it, the moon becomes very, very much a sliver but then it comes back, you know, it comes closer to you. So um, as I'm working and helping others, um, sometimes I feel like I'm very much a practitioner, but sometimes I feel like I'm being healed by the person in my room. And sometimes I feel like there's a collective healing that's like in perfect balance where everybody and everything is experiencing um, the balance of how energy flows. Um, I do not own the energy. I certainly don't control the energy. And recently I've been talking about how I think uh, it's important to not even try to understand how the energy works. So this is to all the energy healers out there. Um, there's some really sort of powerful, I think, quantum physics to looking away instead of looking into something. 
Um, it's, it's not for ours to control or change. We're just there to be a part of the source of flow of energy. I know that sounds a little out there even for the Good Energy Healing Show, but I've been doing a lot of work this summer and I'm dropping into this calmer serenity myself. Uh, so those two horses, what did that horse do when the horse left the farm? Did the horse know it was going back out, going to come back? Like what was going on with that horse? I, I, a horse represents freedom, right? And the horse, um, is built into the story symbolically, whether the original storytellers were conscious or, or not, that the horse represented, you know, the wild and free part of it, even though it was domesticated, it could also leave and come back. And then it could come back with a ho wild horse and that wild horse could be um, wild and free at the same time. I got the sense that the farmer wasn't the kind of farmer that would lock up that wild horse. If the horse wants to hang out and get its food and have that kind of serenity of joining the farm and helping. It's welcome, welcome to the family. Um, but the wild horse bucked his son off and, you know, there isn't a part of the story where he shot the horse or he got mad at the horse. He just said, it's not good. It's not bad. It just is. And I think anyone who's ever trained a horse is, you know, realizes you've got to be really, really patient with the horses as they find balance in their strength and their freedom. Um, I'm really speaking about uh, horse energy, though. That's a crucial part of of this story, the telling of uh, the serenity, the, the serene farmer, the serene farmer. Why don't we call it that? Um, so welcome, welcome, welcome to the Good Energy Healing Show. Uh, this is my podcast. I am the author of The Power of Energy Medicine, Your Natural Prescription for Resilient Health. I love sharing my stories. There are so many stories that I want to share, but it's in the confidentiality of, first of all, my heart. I believe confidentiality um, has a healing power to it. Um, it's one of the most healing powers. It's, it's you know, you, 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 you create a safe space for, um, thoughts and ideas, memories, emotions, and energy itself to move. And it doesn't have to be on a stage or, um, you know, exclaimed anywhere. And I do believe in the quiet of this, the silence of it all. There's incredible healing. So take a moment to appreciate silence to appreciate the quiet, to appreciate the confidence, the confiding, the quietness. Um, and then for the work that I do, once in a while I have stories that will float up and will set themselves free and they're allowed to be shared safely, communicated. Sometimes I notice that um, they're perfect for um, this podcast. And sometimes I just straight out say in session, I said, can I please share this? In this case, um, it didn't even matter, uh, that one client told me the story and then the other client told me the story. They don't know. And it would have been an interruption and a devaluing of their time because their story of the serenity was so important. So I'm revealing here that I saw back to back in those clients, if they listen to this uh, episode, will know who they are simple as that. Um, 
recently though, um, another story came up and this was not about a horse or a farmer or a boy or the neighbors. It was about, um, the elephant in the shoelace. I may have mentioned this before, but I have an addition. Uh, this came up through the intuition and the energy field. And I straight out exclaimed to my client, I said, please let me tell this story. And she said, oh, I would be honored. This is amazing. So in the energy work, uh, we both knew the story of the elephant and the shoelace. And so um, this is a story that was uh, told to me through a book called The Teenager's Guide to Life, the Universe, and Being Awesome by Andy Cope. Big fan. I'm a big fan of this book. Um, the the most ironic thing about this book is that um, I'm not sure there's a teenager who would read a book called The Teenager's Guide to Life, the Universe, and Being Awesome. But there are a heck of a lot of adults, including myself, who would read it either to help raise teenagers or maybe they just found it a fun book to read because it's light and it's easy. It's got some nice illustrations to it. It's my kind of book. Um and uh, actually, if you look at my book, I keep it. I keep my book like I put some visuals in it with like little illustrations to kind of break up the storytelling. The chapters are very impactful, like Andy Cope's chapters are. But he keeps it. Um, he he clips he clips the pace right along. So I recommend that book actually, especially if you're not a teenager and you want to go back to um, healing your teenage years, which I would imagine every single one of us does. Um, anyway, okay. So in the middle of the book, he tells the story and he's talking to the teenagers and all of us, and he says, um, "You know, you got to know the story of the baby elephant in the sh in the sh in the uh, shoelace. Did you know that you can tie a big elephant?" to a small post with a shoelace and that elephant won't move. And uh, he said, yeah, I know you're wondering why. He's very communicative and chatty in his writing. He said, you may be wondering why. How is that possible? And he said, well, when the uh, elephant was very little and very scared, uh, um, the big mean trainer uh, tied the elephant up with a string. And every time the elephant tried to move, the, the trainer would discipline it, maybe, you know, whip at it or, you know, yell at it and say, don't move, don't move, don't move. And the reason you do this is because elephants grow to be very, very big, stronger than we can ever imagine. And if an elephant misbehaves, it can take down, you know, an entire circus tent. And um, so you, what you want to do is make sure that that elephant has sort of the fear of, of, everything in it. And it works so well that you don't even need to chain an elephant because arguably the chain wouldn't even work with an elephant because the elephant could pull up whatever or move whatever it's chained to. Um, you really need to teach it to just not move when it's being leashed or tied. So uh, it's about training um, the elephant, I guess, training the wild elephant, if you want to relate it back to the wild horse, training the wild elephant. So um, Anyway, so the story for the teenager is remember that you don't have to be held back by a small stake and a little shoelace. Untie yourself. It's just a little shoelace. Set yourself free from your early fears. Um, take healthy risks. Learn how to think differently and don't be trapped by the illusion that a shoelace is keeping you from following your dreams and making big decisions and changing your mind and and uh, not feeling owned um, by peer pressure or societal pressures when there are big, beautiful things you can do in what he calls um, this awesome universe. Okay. 
So in session, that came up again. We talk about, you know, uh, what, what are our shoelaces that are tying us down? That's an illusion that we can't move or change or love or believe um, in the way that we naturally want to move um, through life. Um, what, it, what are the shoelaces that, um, you know, we were trained to honor and that are holding us back? Well, in session, um, we were talking about this. It came up as part of a healing for um, this particular client. And then what happened is that we realized that we are connecting to the power energy of elephant, beautiful elephant that holds the memories, perhaps the memories of the world that would be the power energy, the powerful energy of the elephant, maybe connected to the Akashic records the big ears, the elephant that never forgets, the soul of our souls. And then in the session, um, I was able to understand a deeper meaning to the shoelace story, which is that not only is the elephant fearful, but the elephant is also compassionate and connected and possibly even codependent on this whole entire circus that it's being brought to, you know, the, um, the, the circus where it has to be trained, the opposite of being wild and free. And the elephant is taught to live underneath this tent and perform for the circus, but also in doing so cares about the circus and is attached to the circus uh, more than it's attached to its own well-being because it's been trained. And the greatest trick that happens in the elephant's heart is that the elephant not only believes that the shoelace is a great tra- a great chain, the elephant also believes that the stake is a corner stake of the circus tent itself. And so the fear of breaking free and getting healthy and growing up and knowing your own strength is also connected to, I know I can pull away, but if I pull away, my shoelace around my neck is tied to the stake and the stake is holding up my world and it's holding up everyone else's world. And I don't want to be responsible for taking down the entire circus tent. There's an addition to that story. It was not in Andy Cope's book. It came up in my session, and now I'm sharing it with you in this episode. So this is what we needed to do, is we needed to understand that that is an illusion. That is not a truth. Not only is there no shoelace tying down the now grown-up elephant, which is our body and our soul, in our journey, represented through the power spirit of elephant, we need to go back deeper and realize that the stake is not holding up the tent. Ha! Huh. That no harm will be done when you work through this particular story of setting yourself free from your fears. That, my friends, was the story of the week for me. So what does it mean to be wild and free, but also be able 
to be part of the serenity farm. Um, how do we find balance with all of this? I don't know. But I will tell you that not knowing is part of serenity. Not good, not bad, just is. Is that faith? Is it? It may be. It's not good, not bad, just is. How's your day going to go today? Not good, not bad, just is. How about we don't put a judgment to it? How about we go to um, the other version of it? Maybe, could be. We'll see. (laughs) What if we just go to how's your day going to be? We'll see. But that comes from the seeing through the lens of serenity. So um, the internet's a funny thing because I wanted to really research the origins of the story, um, but I didn't go to a library. Um, I went to the internet. Um, I know that sounds even silly, but I love libraries. And um, I haven't gone to a library to do research in many, many years. I really love researching on the internet. Um, But good books are wonderful. And I just wanted to acknowledge that because I could not find the resource that would tell me the origins of this story. I could see that it was was from uh, the Taoist tradition. that's all I can say. Uh, I couldn't qualify um, who said it originally or where it came from. And I looked and looked and looked and I kept being buried in uh, movie trailers and other books kind of named after Serenity. And um, I have some work to do about figuring out how to, how to research um, origins of stories like this because um, both of these stories, I want to know the origins of the the farmer, the serene farmer, and I want to know the origins of the story of the elephant being held by the shoelace. But together, they make for a beautiful message of what do we do when we find peace inside of our heart. So that is my uh, message for you all today. As we come back into this next season my book has been out for six months, and um, I just I'm just loving this sense of what the year has to bring. You know what what else does the year have to bring? And there I am. We'll see. We'll see what it has to bring. But thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, it's nice to check in. Um, I I wish you all much serenity as you go through your life, as you go through your day. I always say, have a beautiful day, but I will say today, have a serene day. Find your serenity. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe not. Um, Enjoy the peace of whatever adventure comes your way and know that it is all a blessing and that you have inside of you the wisdom to just know that serenity belongs to you no matter what happens on the outside. I'm Hillary Crowley, and thank you for tuning in to the Good Energy Healing Show, and I will catch you the next time.